You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 288 of Hillbilly Shorts. 288, because you all are great. That's right. Okay. How was that? That was good, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Right, right up there with your rap skills. <laughs> a little bit of... Uh... Well, at least it, at least it rhymed. <laughs> Got a little freestyle in there, were you? Okay. You know I love these lists. Oh, yeah. And this one is the top 11... I don't know why they came up with 11. Yeah, that's weird. It was the top Hot 11 ball. most haunted places in Ohio. Now, these are all pretty short because some of these we've actually covered in the shorts or on the main uh, show, but they're short enough where I didn't edit anything out because it would have screwed up the list. Oh. So I wanted to keep it in the order that in they In the added. order. All right. So there's several things about Ohio that's, that it's known for. It's the seventh most populated state. I did not know that. I did not know that either. It has the seventh largest economy in the U.S., and the worst drivers. It is a key state in presidential elections, which we found out in this last oh, election. Oh, yeah, we sure did. And has a plethora of very well-respected libraries and universities. Nice. However, it's also well-known for a large number of haunted locations that are found in the Buckeye State. Buckeye. Buckeyes are good, too. Which Sorry. kind of Buckeyes? Like but the, can you eat the chocolate the, and peanut butter? Mm. No, I thought you meant like the Buckeyes that are like chestnuts. The oh, actual Buckeyes. Oh, no. Those will be hard on your teeth, they just saying. Be. I know my mom used to carry those around for good luck. Like, she'd go play mm-hmm. bingo and she'd bring a buckeye. Uh, like, that's not the first time I've heard <clears> that, actually. Like, how the hell is something that falls off a tree supposed to be good luck? I guess if it didn't hit you in the head, it was good luck. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so let's look at some of these haunted places, and we'll see if you want to visit some of them. Some of them. You know, one of them would bounce off my hair. It wouldn't even hurt. It would probably just get stuck in there. Oh, it probably would get stuck in there. And rattle around. <laughs> Fudge Road Bridge in Gratis, Ohio. Fudge Road is a narrow gravel track which winds its way through the most rural part of Preble County. What? Co- I'm sorry, what county? <clears throat> county? Hmm? Preble. Oh, Preble. I thought you said treble. No. No, I'm all about that base. No treble. <laughs> oh, good Lord. At one point, a steel bridge carries the road across Ackerman Creek. It said that a young mother threw her unwanted newborn baby off the bridge or in some versions of the tale the baby was stillborn and the mother hung herself from the bridge oh gosh either way that's horrible it's quite a difference in in the story though. that's terrible whatever version is more accurate the fact remains that today motorists crossing over fudge road bridge Mm -hmm. can hear an infant crying if they park on a bridge and say mama three times i like how the baby i like how the baby is like nope only said it twice not saying shit Oh, my gosh. Oh, my poor baby. Another tale linked to the creepy bridge states that a mysterious beast lurks in the nearby woods and takes shelter under the bridge, growling at passing motorists. That's Billy Goat Gruff. I remember that story. I do, but how are they going to hear him growl? Oh, I said growl. I heard you. (laughs) Staley Road. He's wasting his growl. Number 10 is Staley Road in Carlisle, Ohio. Sometime in the early 1800s, pioneer John Wrench engaged the services of three Staley brothers to build a flour mill. The finished structure was to become the first double-wheeled mill in Ohio. The business was great, and after several years, Wrench had made enough money to retire and end up selling his mill to Elias Staley. The mill was then passed down to Brother Andrew and continued to produce flour until 1905. Today, the mill is still standing, 
and Staley Road, named for the brothers, winds its way past through the woods. It has become something of a rite of passage for local teens to drive this road at night as a demonstration of their courage. It's been said that Old Man Staley went on a murderous rampage and is now haunting the road. Motorists say that they often experience unexplained car trouble and some have seen Staley's ghost standing next to them or even lying on the road. Okay, what does these ghosts have with cars? They don't even know how to drive stupid things, probably. Why are they messing with it? Why wouldn't they know how to drive? I don't know. They probably drove a car when they were alive. But it's just so weird, don't you think? That they would mess with a car? Well, it's because of the electric part of it. It's always how ghosts like to mess with electric. Oh, that makes sense. cars, That makes sense. Okay. Touche. Number nine. Niner. Majestic Theater, Chillicothe, Ohio. Chillicothe? Yeah. Is it Chillicothe? It's Chillicothe. Oh, thank you. Since the Majestic Theater was built back in 1852, it has earned itself a reputation as one of the most haunted locations that Ohio has to offer. It was originally the Masonic Opera House. What could go wrong there? (laughs) And during the 1918 influenza epidemic, the overflow of corpses was stored there. Oh, my goodness. It said that blood and vital fluids from the bodies were pumped into the alley to the rear of the building, earning its nickname Blood Alley. You know that's not, they know they can't do that, right? That's not very sanitary. It's not very There are lots of spooky tales that have been told about the various ghosts that haunt the theater. The most commonly cited ghost has been named Elizabeth, and it is said to be a young woman. That's a good thing. Pretty good assumption, yeah. Yeah. On one occasion, she was recorded in the theater asking, how do I get out of here? (laughs) Must have been a Rosie O'Donnell play. That was so funny. Excuse me, how do I get out of here? Um, Through the door? There are also plenty of shadow figures and strange mists seen in the auditorium, and the night room up on the second floor is a popular place to capture photographs with strange orbs of light in them. Notice how shoddy my voice is when it gets to the end of the night? Yeah. Number eight, Woodlawn Cemetery in Dayton, Ohio. If you visit Woodlawn Cemetery in Dayton, Ohio by day, when the word that you would probably chose to describe, it would be picturesque. The burial ground doubles up as an arboretum. Arboretum. It's, I guess it's arboretum. Okay. Not a burrito, but a burrito. Not a, okay. not a burrito. Arboretum as big as your head. <laughs> <laughs> and it boasts a wonderful selection of trees shading the pathways that meander around Lake Goose. However, by night, Woodlawn Cemetery takes on a much creepier feel. Many witnesses have reported a female spirit who is usually described as wearing a red shirt and jeans with a blue sweater around her weight. waist. It says weight, though. Mm-hmm. She said to wander forlornly through the trees. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Why can't they use simple words? We're just country folk. Other spirits that are seen here <laughs> include a young boy and a dog. They are said to have drowned in the canal after the boy fell in and the dog attempted to rescue him. Oh, how sweet is that? Many people are so touched by that tale that they leave trinkets at his memorial and some that they say they've heard the boy sobbing and his dog whining. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Number seven is Mudhouse Mansion in Lancaster, Ohio. We've done a full show on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Mudhouse Mansion, or the Hartman Place, as it's known locally, is an abandoned brick mansion built in the mid-1800s. It has long been believed that the house holds some sinister secrets. 
This belief is fueled by the fact that the current owner is highly protective of the property and aggressively presses charges against any trespassers. And I can update on that one because, mm-hmm. you know, the say there that's been torn down. So, oh, it has? Yeah, it was torn down when we did the show. Oh, that's right. I think like, I do I remember think that. maybe 2015 or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I knew it had been recent. Locals have taken this confirmation that there is indeed something to hide. According to legend, the owner was a cruel master to his servants, the original owner, back in the day. Meaning? And he kept them in foul conditions in the building's basement. However, one night the servants escaped and murdered the family in their beds. Another owner is said to have murdered his wife before committing suicide before she was, or because she was having an affair. Yet another tale suggests that, in fact, the wife was the one who murdered her own children. Oh, no. Don't do that. There's no telling which of these tales is accurate, but there are certainly multiple restless spirits walking the halls of this abandoned mansion. Well, they are all, like, horrible. Number six, Civic Theater in Akron, Ohio. Civic Theater, or Lowe's Theater, as it was once known, was designed by a Vietnamese architect named John Eberson. One of its most famous features is he that... It does not sound Vietnamese. See how I just went right past that and you decided to comment on it? Oh, well, just... Sorry. <laughs> 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 Caught my ear. One of, the most fe- one of the most famous features is that the ceiling can rotate and it's designed to look like the night sky. Oh, man, that's awesome. One of the ghosts is believed to be a spirit of a young woman who committed suicide by jumping in the canal behind the theater. She has been seen standing in the, on the edge weeping. Another of the resident ghosts is the spirit of a janitor named Fred, who was a longtime employee of the theater. He is said to attack anyone who makes a mess in the bathrooms. As he should. Oh, yes, yes, he should. Clean up your crap. Finally, the third spirit is a male entity who sits in the balcony. Nobody knows who he is, but he is clearly distinguishable from the Fred, thanks to the fact that he is always so well-dressed. Oh, nice. Number five. Sedumsville Rectory, Cincinnati. We did a story on that one, too. Actually, the um, our guests from last night, Angie and, and Laura from mm-hmm. Gatekeeper Paranormal, actually talked to us about that because they've been there as well. Sedumsville Rectory is one of the most notorious haunted locations in Ohio. It has over 100 years old and originally housed local priests from the Cincy area. Somewhere along the way, it apparently became the place where bad priests were placed and there are rumors of child abuse and dog fighting connected to the property. Remember that there was a uh, all kinds yeah. of dog fighting cages and stuff down the basement. That's probably going. That's probably going to be the next part I read. In 2011, a couple purchased the property and began restoration project. Only discovered the building had some otherworldly guests, including a demonic spirit who has affected them both profoundly. The property has been exercised on occasion, but with no effect. It's now a popular spot for paranormal investigations. I mean, I guess that can really happen. You can try to do an exorcism and it just not work. Yeah. Didn't you watch that movie last night? Hell no, I didn't watch that movie. It was terrible. It was horrid. <laughs> it was not terrible. It was awful. <laughs> Number four, the Lafayette Hotel in Marietta, Ohio. Lafayette Hotel was actually built on the ruins of another hotel, the Bellevue, which burned down in 1916. The Lafayette opened in 1918 and was managed by a man named Reno G. Hogue. He died in 1944 and passed the job down to his son, Deward Hogue. Derward. It was Derward. Derward. Mm -hmm. Like that's any better. (laughs) It wasn't until Derward passed away. Maybe he was named by the... Why can't you just say it wasn't until his son passed away? Well, I don't know. I keep seeing that and I keep thinking bewitched. That's Darwin. Remember, she kept calling him Derwood? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Esmeralda. No, that's found in the cartoon. Never mind. 
don't know what I'm talking Dur- about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my witches messed up. Durward passed on that the paranormal activity at the hotel began leading many to surmise that it's his ghost that haunts the third floor of the property. Lights flicker and bulbs shatter on their own, like our bathroom. Oh my gosh, we still don't know what that's about. The elevator behaves strangely and will often travel up to the roof on its own. As well as the ghost of Durward, guests have noted a female apparition in Edwardian attire sitting in the Riverview Lounge. Hmm, that sounds nice though. Number three, the Bisman Building in Mansfield, Ohio. I got a feeling there's going to be another one from Mansfield, Ohio on here. Built in 1886 by the same architect that designed the Ohio State Reformatory, which is also in Mansfield. Yeah. It's of little wonder that its eerie facade bears such a striking resemblance. It doesn't just share its physical appearance with the Reformatory, but it also shares a film appearance too, Shawshank Redemption. Perhaps one of the greatest movies of all time used this as a filming location as well. If you've ever seen the film, the building is used as the entrance to the Brewer Hotel, where Brooks and Red stayed after they were paroled from Shawshank. Not only has it made appearances in film, but it's also been the focus of numerous paranormal TV shows, including Ghost Asylum and Ghost Hunter Taps, to name a couple. The reports of paranormal here are rife, with a common feeling of dread and sadness, particularly on the third floor. Many people report an overwhelming sensation of darkness when on the floor. Disembodied footsteps, voices being poked and pushed, black shadows, and dark figures caught in the images are some of the more common occurrences here. On past investigations, investigators have received audible responses to their questions. One particular piece of audio evidence was when an investigator asked if they could speak to Ruthie, and a voice was caught saying, Is Ruthie here? Like the ghost don't know who's in there. Is Ruthie here? She was here a minute ago. <laughs> in addition, You're dumb. in addition, people have witnessed the spirit of a woman throughout the upper floors. People in Victoria clothing, Victorian clothing, sounds of people working. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they ask if uh, to speak to Ruthie if they holler for Bill Cosby. What's that look about? That would be Rufy. Yeah. Bad joke. Number two, Ridges Asylum, Athens, Ohio. We've done this story too. Ridges Asylum originally opened in 1874 and was known as the Athens Asylum for the Insane. It had two wings, one for female patients and one for male patients. The most violent patients were housed at the outermost tip of each wing. So by the start of the 1900s, the asylum had become dangerously overcrowded and rumors of inhumane treatment at the hands of overworked staff were building. Mm. However, the asylum lasted longer than many from the same time. It was not officially closed until 1993. Some parts of the building are still in use, while others lie abandoned. One of the most chilling sights is the outline of a body which remains where Margaret Schilling died in 1979. She apparently got lost in the disguised part of the hospital in the winter of 78-79 and was not found for more than a month. Oh, dang. When the corpse was eventually removed, it left a stain that would never be washed away. Oh, Jesus. She's one of the many ghosts who said to walk into asylum at night. There's also a cemetery on the grounds, which holds over 2,000 bodies, and it's said to have several spirits all of its own. Now, I'm going to go off memory because it doesn't say anything about this, but I think that's part of the college now. I think those are like dorm rooms and stuff like that. 
if I remember correctly, the co- the college is right there. Oh Lord, I, don't remember I would not which, move in that place for nothing. I think it's the University of Ohio that's in oh, Athens, my gosh. And, and so I'm trying to remember. But I know we did the story of it, and I remember her, the story about her, mm-hmm. because they said that she was, um, I guess, a little bit. She was, she was fairly normal compared to some of the other people yeah. that were there. Mm-hmm. So she was allowed to just kind of go off Roam on her own. And, stuff. and yeah. they said that this room that she went into was usually locked. And when they found her, the door was locked even. So they weren't even sure how she got in there, oh but somehow she couldn't get out and it was in a part that nobody went to. So therefore there was no way of finding her. And then I think it, if I remember correctly, it started getting like really hot. Uh, so they went in there because of we could have you know, done without that. Yeah. That's gross. Anyways, and number one on the list, the Ohio State Reformatory. Ohio State Reformatory served as a reformatory for young offenders starting in 1886 before becoming an adult prison, which remained in operation till December 1990. During its operation, it was home to some violent prisoners indeed. One of the most brutal punishments used at the prison was to throw the inmate in the hole, a dark and claustrophobic solitary confinement cell. The prison is now regarded by many as the most haunted building in Ohio with a wide variety of paranormal activity, including apparitions, unexplained noises, and a malevolent presence in the hole. It's very high on the list of haunted prisons in the entire country. Wow. Well, there we go. Yay, Ohio. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard... We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.